Welcome back to the Black Letter Podcast. We set out to create an entertaining and exciting podcast about law and business. Black Letter, the name, comes from the Gothic typeset. Over time, Black Letter became the only font that English law books were printed in. It made it harder for kind of the common person to understand what the English law books said. Black Letter came to represent something that was law, that was set in stone, that was sort of old and a well-settled fundamental principle of law. We're here to demystify black letter law. We're here to demystify things that happen in business and law and where those two meet. And I hope you have fun listening. Welcome back to the Black Letter Podcast. I'm Tom Dunlap, your Black Letter Podcast host. With me today, I've got Ben Landers from Blue Corona Marketing Solutions. Ben is the founder of Blue Corona. And well, since you don't want to hear me talk about what Ben's done and who Ben is, I'm going to go ahead and let Ben introduce himself. Ben, thanks for joining us. Love seeing you at our Vistage groups and chatting about what's going on with your company. Can you kind of give the listeners a quick Ben Landers background and founder and how you founded it and, and uh, you know, a little history of, of that? Because our listeners are out there and they're like, hey, I'm starting my own business or I have a business and I'd like to hear what other founders have gone through and who they are. Yeah, sure, of course. Well, I'm the founder of Blue Corona and we're a digital marketing company. Our our sort of niche or specialty are, are home services companies. So we help home home service companies grow and we do that by increasing, you know, their sales, helping them reduce marketing waste, reduce costs, uh, and really differentiate their brands, you know, online. That's our sort of core business. Company was started in 2008 and uh I had sort of a unique, you know, adventure to get here. Started my career in tech, worked at hotjobs.com, and that was kind of at the tail end of the dot com right. bus. But I didn't know that I was right out of college. I thought, ah, oh, you know, the world has changed. It's all about the dot com. And I'm in at the I'm in at the ground level. And things didn't quite work out that way. And then I I made an interesting career move where I went to WorldCom. And for those of you listening that are over, you know, probably 35, know what happened to WorldCom, somewhat similar to, to Enron. And, you know, I was in a business development sales capacity there, so I had nothing to do with, you know, the, the financial, you know, no, no, I was job. not in any way responsible <laughs> for, for uh, WorldCom. So if you were a shareholder and, and lost all your money, had Don't call ben. Yeah. I was making sales. I was helping increase, you know, shareholder value. Home services, by the way, what kind of businesses are they and, and who are some of yeah. maybe your clients? When we started the company, we were not industry focus. We were basically, if we could understand the business, if we could see that client as a future case study, using what we do, digital marketing to help them grow, if we could see that being a fit, we would work with them. So we had tech companies, law firms, medical, both retail, as well as like Adventist Healthcare, Carolinas Healthcare, these big healthcare systems. And then we would have what we call home services companies, which would be roofer, plumber, HVAC, electrician, Anyone okay. that's working on your, your home. And then there's, of course, need-based home services, which would be like a roofer. You know, you're, you're, if you have a leak in your roof, it's kind of a need. You don't really get to choose, are you going to fix that or not? Versus a remodel. Right. You know, I'm dreaming of a new kitchen. It's not something that might take a year, you know, of planning and thinking about. And so those types of businesses are marketed, obviously, you know, very differently. And we can do both. But pretty early on, we, we did an analysis of our customer base. And, you know, and this leads to sort of a tip for all business owners is, you know, once you get the business to a particular size, you know, looking at your treasure trove of data, 
um, looking at your customer base and kind of saying, you know, is there any sort of relationship, a disproportionate kind of an 80-20 where, wow, you know, these, you know, 30% of our customers are 90% of our gross profit. Then what's similar about those businesses? Oh, wow, they're all need-based home services. And so maybe we ought to, yeah, maybe we ought to narrow our our targeting. And so to go back though, my career path, I I worked for these big companies, publicly traded companies. Um, I thought I was going to be kind of a big company career guy, uh, you know, big company career. And then um, when WorldCom went bust, I kind of was like, geez, you, know, you can work for these huge companies where you think there's so much career stability and financial stability and have, you know, hot jobs was sold um, right. and then WorldCom went bust. And so I took what I thought was going to be a brief adventure into the small business world, you know, where you're working for the owner of the company. And it, it turned out that I really loved that from the standpoint of the impact. At WorldCom, if you had some idea, they had 120,000 employees. So as an entry level, you know, major account executive, I was, it's not like I could walk into the regional, you know, vice president's office and go, I got a great idea, boss. You know, this is what I think we should do. You know, to grow. But in a small business world, you have a great idea. The owner is one call away. And that can be, you know, a life-changing, career-changing um, opportunity. So, and then the way that ended up getting to Blue Corona was I was working for a small business and we had launched an office coffee delivery business. The business I was working for was Drink More Water for people in the, you know, Maryland, DC, Virginia area. They're probably the largest okay. privately run bottled water delivery company, commercial residential. And so the idea was, well, we already are in, you know, 7,000 offices delivering water. What else right. could we deliver, right? So we'll deliver coffee. So this is when the Keurig was, the, the single cup was brand new. And so yeah. I'm doing a demo. get it here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, now it's like people like, well, that was, that hasn't always been a thing. It's like, no, right. didn't, didn't work that way. But I was doing a coffee demo. I, I set up the coffee business. Everything from like getting the dealership license with Green Mountain, Keurig, ordering coffee, inventory coffee, ordering the van, selling the coffee. And then I even delivered the coffee at one point. But anyway, I was doing a coffee demo for a residential plumbing company. And the owner's down there. And one thing that you realize about coffee in a business, everyone loves the coffee, you know, coffee machine, tea, coffee, whatever. So the owner's down there, and while I'm doing the coffee dome, I'm sort of talking to the owner, and I'm like, hey, I'm just curious. This was in 2005 or six, maybe, yeah, 2005 or six. And I said, look, I, do, I also do all the marketing for Drink More Water. And, and we just met with our yellow page rep. And as a plumber, you have like full page color ads. You're probably paying 20 grand a month you know, for these yellow page ads. Our return on investment is going straight down. The number of leads is going straight down, but they they continue to increase the cost. So our cost per acquisition cost per lead is going through the roof. And we track all that stuff. But he looks at me and is like, how the hell could you know that? Like, how do you know that? And I'm like, well, we we track. We track every single ad from every single different channel. And it all gets pulled into this software that we've built. So that we can evaluate the marketing ROI. And he calls over his vice president of marketing and says, tell her what you just told me. And I'm like, this is what we set up. This is how we do it. I, I, working in the company, 
with this small business. I thought everyone did that. Right. Um, so I went back to to drink more and said to the owner, like, we're in the wrong business. I mean, the coffee business, I'm sure is great, but I don't want to run that business. I want to run this business, this new business. And originally, we were just going to track and report on advertising performance. That's what Blue Crone was going to do. We track everything, and then we tell you, the owner, what's working, what needs to be changed. Ben, how did you, how did Blue Corona? So you were working at a company, and you started working <laughs> for the company as an independent unit, or how did how did I mean? It's an interesting way to start a business. Yeah. Usually, people are like, "I'm going to take the leap. I've got an idea." Yeah. But you yeah. were in a company, and you created a company within the company, and then pulled it out somehow. There's a great book called The Great Game of Business. And it's about a company called SRC, which is a real company in Missouri. It's a great book. Every entrepreneur, I think every business owner should read it. It's written by a guy named Jack Stack and Bo Burlingham. And Bo Burlingham writes for Inc. Magazine's wonderful writer. But okay. the reason I reference that is that the guy that I went to work for at Drinkmore is a guy named Bob Perini. And I, I really went to work for him specifically for this reason. He had Drinkmore. As the primary company, that was like his name and his face were kind of attached to drink more. But when you got to know him, he actually had four or five other companies that had sort of been incubated within drink more water until they got traction. And then they were spun off as a separate business where, of course, he had a piece of the of the business. Right. But so did the person running it. And so when I went to work for him and how I was running the coffee business. My original intention was the coffee business would be, you know, I would be running the coffee business. He would be my partner. I would be the face. He would be, you know, kind of the guy behind the scenes. The reason I stayed, you know, it became kind of incubated in this in this bottled water company, which is kind of bizarre, is right. A, we did we did build this thing kind of bespoke for him, you know, like. He has an MBA from Harvard. He's an engineer. He's a finance guy. I'm more of a right. marketer, sales, you know, well, track it. You know, well, you just have to do it. You know, it's an art and a science. He was like, I don't want to spend a nickel on advertising and marketing that can't be quantified. That was sort of his approach. And so that marriage, gotcha. like right brain, right brain. Yeah. Yeah. So that marriage was like, so A, I went to work for him knowing that we were probably going to start something together. I wasn't going to go vigilante and say, you know, hey, screw you. I'm starting this company on my own. We were going to be partners. And that was sort of the understanding from the beginning. This green uh, drink more water company was an incubator for multiple, like a private incubator for multiple companies. That's pretty rare um, and pretty hard to find. But it sounds, Ben, like you encountered a business situation within the context of a different business where you saw a solution because of what you did. Yeah. And that's the genesis of the company, setting aside the, the technical details of being incubated inside that company, which is unique and interesting. But that's kind of the, that's where you came from. And that's, that's the start of Blue Corona. So, so the next, next episode, Ben, and we're, we're, as we talked about, we're chunking up these, these episodes into short pieces. I'm going to come back and ask you about the three things that you wish you could go back and change or the three things you did right or just three things that you're like, hey, business owners, me founding Blue Corona, these are the things that I find are the most important things you can know or that I can share with you experientially. And we'll, we'll cover that in the next show so you'll have time to think about it. Between our episodes, 
I want to thank everyone for joining me for our new format of the Black Letter Podcast. We're going to do three-part series for every guest, and we will see you next week on the show with Ben back talking about those three major points. Download us wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Black Letter Podcast. Thanks for joining. That's all for today's episode of Black Letter. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time when we talk about more Black Letter issues in creative ways. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and check out our website at blackletterstudios.com.